Hi and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. So this podcast is all about inspiring you, motivating you, pushing you on to achieve more in your life, whether that's in business, property, your health and fitness, your personal life, every part of your life. This podcast hopefully will help you achieve more, do more and get to where you want to be. So just before the episode starts, I have just launched a new website called terryblackburnproperty.com. On there, I've got all of the services that I offer. So one-to-one coaching in business, property, time management, goal setting, sales, persuasion, loads of different things on there. I've got some online courses, some one-to-one coaching courses as well. So please have a look on there. Really appreciate your support. And if you want to get involved and you want some more specific help from me, you want some more one-to-one coaching and, and assistance from me to help you to get to where you want to be, it's all on there also got a couple of books on amazon and audible the be a lion which has won multiple awards worldwide now and the power of peas is the new one all about the different p words profit power perspective purpose etc i hope you'll really enjoy one last thing from me if you enjoy these podcasts and you benefit from them you learn from them all i ask is that you share it with your friends and family or someone who you think the episode is relevant to you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would massively help. The more shares we get, the bigger guests I can get on the podcast, the more people we can help and the more I can grow the show. So thank you so much. Get in touch if you like what you're listening to and don't just take notes, take action. The power of persuasion. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you six tips and methods on how you can persuade people better. And you can persuade people to do what you want, to do what you want them to do. You persuade them to think a certain way, do a certain thing or whatever, however you want to use this, right? Perfect for business people, sales people, property people. And to be quite honest, it applies to all different types of your life. So imagine if you could get more discounts than other people by persuading whoever you're buying something off to give you a discount. Imagine if you could persuade estate agents and letting agents to do what you want and sell them or sell you a property below market value, persuading a landlord or a vendor to sell you their property below market value, persuading someone to buy your product or service or whatever it is that you sell in your business. Persuade staff to work for you. Persuade staff to stay working for you or work for you in the first place. Persuade angel investors to work with you. Persuade business partners to set up a business with you to persuade someone to go on a date with you, right? Because dating is you're persuading people to do stuff, right? And this isn't in a pushy or negative way, by the way. This is in a, you can still do this in a good way. It's not a dirty word persuasion. It's a good word. It's a good thing to do as long as you're using it morally and ethically, which is what I'm teaching you to do. Imagine persuading. You've got to persuade your kids to do something, right? So you've got to persuade your kids to do as they're told. If you tell them to go and tidy the room and they don't, you've got to persuade them and make them want to tidy the room, right? If you've got kids listening to this, if you shout at your kids, half of them just don't listen, right? You've got to persuade them and make them want to tidy the room or eat the dinner or go to bed or go to school or whatever. Persuading your friends to be friends with you, to be persuade your friends to go to a certain bar, to persuade your partner to go to a certain restaurant. It's all persuasion, right? It's all sales. It's all the same thing. But for some reason, it's overlooked. It's not really 
um, thought of as a high value skill when in reality it's probably one of if not the most valuable and important skill that you can master right so I'm going to share with you six ways how you can improve your persuasion skills and get better at it and you can implement it pretty much straight away and all of these things they're free right so there's no excuses you don't need money to do any of these things. You just need to perfect them, okay? So a phrase that I use with a lot of the guys who I coach one-on-one, a lot of the guys that have done the recent courses, it's called like, listen, trust, buy, okay? So what that means is you've got to make them like you first. So how do you make someone like you? You've got to have good body language. You've got to smile. You've got to have a good tone of voice. You've got to be engaging. You've got to, you know, dress well. You've all of these things help, right? You've got to make them like you. Whether that's on social media or in person, it applies. Make somebody like you first, right? Once they start to like you, they'll start to listen to you. Because you're not going to listen to somebody who you don't like, right? So once they start to like you, they'll start to listen. And as long as you say the right things when they're listening to you, they'll start to trust you. Okay, by your credibility, how you speak, what you say, your track record, etc. Once they start to trust you, then they'll buy. Okay, like, listen, trust, buy. But if they don't like you and they don't listen to you, they're not going to trust you and they're not going to buy. Right, they've got to like you first. They've got to then start to listen to you. And then they've got to trust you before they buy anything. There's loads of different ways you can do that depending upon what you're selling. It depends upon the industry, the product, and all these different things. But making somebody like it is universal. Listen to you, that that's then industry dependent. It depends on what you say. As long as they like you and the trust and the they're listening to you and you're saying the right things, they'll start to trust you. And then and only then will they buy from you, which is you're persuading them. So you're persuading them to like you, listen to you, trust, and buy. Like, listen, trust, buy. Don't forget it. It works a treat. But the starting point in all of that is making them like it, okay? Point number two is people buy off the influence of others. Have you ever heard the phrase, keeping up with the Joneses, right? People buy off people who are the same as them and people who they like. So people buy off the influence of others. So, for example, if you say, you know, if I was selling you something now, right, and I said to you, just been to see your brother and your best friend, they've also bought this product that I'm selling, they're over the moon with the service, I thought I'd come and ask you as well, instantly what have I done there? You thought, mm, my brother's got it, what, my best friend's got this product or service. I've got your interest, right? Because people buy off the influence of others. That's why the phrase influence, I came around online, the influence in you to do something and people buy products and services just because other people have got them because they buy the influence of others. That's why people are making millions of pounds online because they've got a following and people trust Kylie Jenner's makeup because they look up to Kylie Jenner. So that's why she's a billionaire. She promotes a makeup, you know, lip thing or I don't even know what she does, but she does makeup. But she promotes it and people are buying just because it's her, right? And you can do that on a much smaller scale um, by influencing other people and persuading other people to buy your product or service by using the names of other people that have already got your product or service, okay? People buy off the influence of others. Testimonials work a treat on this. Testimonials are exactly that. You're showing somebody else's bought and people are looking at that. How many times have you went to a restaurant? Check TripAdvisor first, check the reviews first, because you're going to go to that restaurant based on what someone else says about it. 
you're buying off the influence of others. So you can use that in a persuasion environment, a sales environment, by using testimonials and word of mouth and people who have also bought your product or service in order to persuade that person to buy. Yeah. So number one is like, listen, trust, buy. Number two is the influence of others. Other people buy off the influence of others. Okay. Really, really important to remember in any sales environment. Point number three is urgency and scarcity. Now, there's a line with this. You don't want to come across as pushy. You don't want to say, you know, if you buy right now, I'll do you a discount. That becomes across as a little bit pushy. But you can say there's limited stock. It depends on what you're selling, obviously, but it's a limited time only. If you do want to do this, it's absolutely fine if you don't. But if you do want to do it, it needs to be by the end of the week, for example. Depends on what you're selling, loads of factors come into play here, but building in urgency works and building in scarcity as well. So we've only got this many product or service left at this price. If you want to do it after that, you know, after the end of the month, after these products and services run out, then it's going to be this much. It's completely up to you. But if you want to go ahead, we can do it at that price today or by the end of the week. That doesn't come across as pushy. I'm saying the same thing but you can present it in a certain way using your tone of voice. See what I do with my tone of voice a lot, up and down, and I emphasize on certain words like that to get your message across better and not come across as pushy, okay? So urgency and scarcity are massive, and if used in the right way, you will definitely persuade people to do what you want or to buy your product or service, okay? Point number four is remove, is remove objections before you get them. So, for example, if your product or service is quite high ticket, so it's quite, let's say it's a couple of grand, whatever you're selling, um, a lot of people's objection will be the price. But before you get to the price, if you add enough value and you can even compare it against other products and services in that marketplace and say the reason why ours is more expensive is this and this and this, because ours does this and theirs doesn't, you're removing the price objection before you get to it. If it's, you know, when I was selling life insurance, a lot of people, you know, objection was, well, is it a contract? Am I tied in? That was what they used to say at the end of the process. So now, or when I was doing it, before I got to that stage, before I got to the close, I used to say, it's not, a, it's not a contract. You're not tied in at all. You can upgrade, downgrade at any point. Likewise, you can cancel at any point if that's what you want to do. I'd advise that you wouldn't for this reason and that reason, but what I'm doing is I'm removing the objection before they get a chance to see it. And if you can remove all objections, price, quality, all of the regular things that you're getting before you get to the close, you're more likely to persuade that person to buy. Because everyone, well, most people will have an objection of some sort or a question of some sort at some point. And if you can answer all the questions, remove all the objections, you get to the close, it's then easy. It's easy right? You're much more likely to persuade them to buy by doing it that way. And that kind of goes on to this. The fifth point is when you close, when you come to the close in any, any sales environment, you, you end up on an option. So for example, if you've got a product or service and you say, okay, Mr. Client, it's £10,000 for this product or service. Would you like to go ahead? Right? That's then a yes or a no. Right. And if they say no at that point, or I want to think about it is what they'll say normally, where do you go from there? 
So if you said, you know, it's 10 grand, you've given them all the reasons why and all of that, do you want to go ahead? No, I don't. Where do you go? Oh, well, why is it you don't want to? You've, you're getting in a bit of an awkward conversation. A much better way to persuade and to close would be at that point say, so it's £10,000 for this package. We've also got an £8,000 package or a £12,000 package, low, medium, high, or bronze, silver, gold, or silver, gold, platinum, or whatever you want to, however you want to position it. But just by giving them options, it's then which one sounds best to you, Mr. Client, or which one looks best to you, Mr. Client. It's not, do you want to go ahead, yes or no, it's which one. Just by ending on an option, you will persuade more people to do it. A lot of time when you give three different levels, bronze, silver, gold, most people go in the middle, right? Bronze, silver, gold, oh yeah, that one, safe. Some people will always want the cheapest and some people will always want the best, but majority will go for the middle, okay? But unless you give options, you don't have, they don't have the option to pick, right? They just, they're not picking one that's yes or no, and you will definitely close less by not giving an option. By just giving one option, you'll definitely close less than if you give three, okay? That is a definite way to persuade people to do what you want in a sales environment. 100 million percent, it works. And the last one, I talk about this a lot in, in a course I've just done, is pain and pleasure. So in order to get someone to do something, they either want to move away from pain of not doing whatever it is or towards pleasure, which is the benefits of doing whatever it is. So if we're talking about angel investment, for example, if they've got money sitting in the bank, the pain is they've got money sitting in the bank, it's devaluing with inflation, they're getting no return on the money currently, you know, the money's devaluing, that's a pain point. The pleasure point is if they invest with you, they'll get 7 or 8%. And they'll get quarterly payments and they get a personal guarantee and security and they get to work with you. In a sales environment, a lot of the time you don't know which one's going to motivate them to do it. You don't know whether it's moving away from pain is what they really want to do or towards pleasure if that's really what they want to do. So in any sales environment, you need to focus on both. And you will persuade more people to do whatever it is you're talking about by focusing on pain and pleasure. So uh gives you another example. Um, talking about the kids going to, to bed early, right? So the pain is, you could say, right, well, if you don't go to bed now, Tomorrow you go to bed earlier. So if you put them to bed at eight o'clock, you say tomorrow, if you don't go to bed now, it's half seven tomorrow, you're gonna to have to go to bed even earlier. Or the pleasure would be, if you go to bed now, I'm making what you want for breakfast. Or if you go to bed now, you can have a late night on the weekend. So so you don't know which one your kid's gonna <laughs> prefer most, right? Staying up late on the weekend or staying up later tomorrow, whatever it may be, right? Pain and pleasure, it's just an example. But that applies to loads of different scenarios. It applies to loads of different sales environments. Finding the pain and finding the pleasure will only benefit you in the long term um, if you get good at if you get good at working out people's pain and pleasure points, depending upon your your product or service. It will benefit you massively because you'll be able to persuade more people to do what you want and buy your product or service because you've got the pain and pleasure, right? So just to recap on those points. Point one is like, listen, trust, buy. Point two is people buy off the influence of others. Remember that and use that. Point three is urgency and scarcity. Use it properly and don't come across as pushy. Point four is remove objections before you get to the close. Point five 
is end your product or service, your sorry, end your sales process on an option, not a yes or a no. And point six is find the pain and the pleasure. And if you do all of these things, you will without a doubt be able to persuade more people to do what you want them to do. You'll be able to persuade more people to buy your product or service and all those things I mentioned at the start, getting properties below market value, getting um, selling more of your product, getting more discounts, persuading people to work for you or stay working with you, persuading angel investors to work with you, JV partners, business partners, persuading more people to go on dates if you're single, persuading your partner to go to the restaurant that you want, persuading your kids to do what you want them to do, persuading your friends to be friends with you. All of these things, it's all persuasion. And different degrees and different niches and they're slightly different depending upon what you're talking about, but it's all kind of linked. So if you get good at this, pretty much guarantee your life will get better in multiple ways. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you learned something. If you thought it was good, uh, please share it on social media. Give us a tag. And also share this episode with somebody who you think could benefit from it. If you've got any sales staff, share it with them. If you know somebody in sales, one of your colleagues, share it with them. Uh, and if you want to get better at sales, listen to this a couple of times. If you want to get better persuading people to do things, listen to this a couple of times, let it sink in and implement. And remember, don't just take notes, take action.